This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Candy, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. <laughs> I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. <laughs> With an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast. <laughs> if it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. It, it, it... I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome back to Now Hear This Can Be. I'm Tyler Clausen, and we're in the studio again with Sergeant Nathan Walbaum. So this is weird because this is the first time I've ever interviewed a cop rather than the cops interviewing me in a much less comfortable space. This is great. I'm I'm excited. How you doing, Nate? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> great. Um, so I am very excited to get you on. I was hoping to get you on last week before the event. But uh, but I think we have a lot to talk about with um, with your guys' event that you, you just had on on Saturday. Um, but before we do that, uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about you a little bit. Introduce sure. yourself to our audience, yep. people who don't know Wally. Yeah, you know. Um, so go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. Well, I've been a part of the community since my parents moved here back in um, nineteen seventy, probably seventy eight, mm. seventy nine. So we've lived here. Um, I grew up here, went to Canby, all the Canby schools, the school district, um, graduated from Canby High School in 95, so that makes me old. I'm about, (laughs) yeah, almost, what, we're almost 30 years. Yeah, I was going to say, you're 30 years away. Yeah. So. Don't um, you love that old math where you you still think the 90s was like 10 years ago? Oh, yeah. And it's like, nope. Nope, it was 20, 30 years ago in some cases. My, My jokes and movie references, like. You know, the younger crowd kind of looks at me cross-eyed. Um, <laughs> one of our officers actually recently just said, I had asked him, I had asked him a question about like, hey, have you swallowed the red pill or something referencing the Matrix? And, yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about. He is, what? He's so young, he hasn't even seen the Matrix yet. Oh my goodness. So, that's crazy. So we're getting kind of old. So any of my <laughs> movie references are, are shot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. I mean that you're making me start to feel old too. Like, um, <clears throat> I I think it's when like the the newest generation starts to get into the workforce that it really starts to push us. Oh yeah, you know where like I'm talking to people at work who were were born after nine eleven. Yep, and I'm like, that's crazy to me that you can exist in this world. It's crazy. Yeah, I had a young man, I think, cut concrete at our house a year ago because we had a a main break and he shows up and he looks 
he looks probably 18, 19 years old. And, you know, we've paid a lot of money for this concrete. And he's mm. like, I think I'm just going to cut right here. And I'm thinking, does he, is he even old enough to care? <laughs> and, but man, he did such a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Just, um, so youth and skill and intelligence and it's, it's encouraging for me, you know, and we yeah. have a bunch of younger, newer officers that, um, at our department, early twenties, mid twenties, and just very sharp, very invested. And so it's encouraging to me yeah. to kind of see that, but yeah, you were asking about can be, and I, yeah, I grown up here, been invested. I didn't start my career here. Hmm. Um, I was hired at Beaverton police department after serving, it was about six to seven years in the juvenile justice system. Okay. And was it was a juvenile um, diversion counselor and ran some programs up there. Um, supervised Camby in Oregon City specifically. Um, and so kind of cut my teeth um, in law enforcement early on in my early 20s hmm. um, through the juvenile department working with troubled youth. And eventually through that um, was connecting with the law enforcement community on the patrol side, the police agencies, and um, was encouraged to apply. And it took a while for my wife to be okay with that, but then yeah. eventually was snapped up by Beaverton and then transferred later here in about 2010 yeah. uh, to the Canby Police Department. So um, That's great. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So you, you grew up in this area. Um, were you someone <clears> – <throat> you obviously you said you started in the juvenile – uh, system. Did you always want to be working with people who, you know, were kind of on the fringe of society, the, the people that needed help in that way? Yes. Yeah. In fact, I, you know, coming out of high school, um, I ended up at Multnomah Bible College and got my degree in youth ministry and Bible theology. Um, kind of like started serving, like serving mm -hmm. people and stuff as a youth pastor to start. And which is interesting because there's been at least three or four of us in the police force that have been youth pastors. That's or, crazy. Yeah. So at some <laughs> point, so yeah, we, um, but that's where I really got my, cut my teeth on just serving and organizing and, you know, managing programs and all that kind of stuff and, and helping develop opportunities for people to connect. Yeah. Um, and that eventually turned into the law enforcement side and it, and it's all about relationship. So yeah friend of mine, I think from church had brought up like, Hey, there's this opportunity at the juvenile department. Would you be interested? And that's kind of how I got my foot in the door. Um, when I was, when I was young, a young boy, I think I was, um, three to four years old, I wanted to be a cop. And mm -hmm. so I didn't take the typical route. In fact, it wasn't always on my radar as my focal point where it is, you know, with so many other people. Yeah this is what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. But, um, I would say that my law enforcement, um, journey has kind of been a culmination of just life experiences and things and, mm -hmm. um, just building blocks on, you know, kind of walking one through one door into another. And it's been about relationship with different people. And, yeah. um, but it gave me a time to, to have highs and lows and be married and to mm -hmm. go through things and, you know, be a parent. And well, you did go to Multnomah, which I did. is, you know, Multnomah School of Matrimony. Yes. From yeah. right here. Yep. Is that where you met your wife? I didn't. I, I actually, um, we met at a, a youth camp um, that we were serving at 
one summer in in 1999 but we were she was at george fox and i was at uh multnomah okay but i have heard that before <laughs> in the ring by spring or your money back and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i yeah. think you might be the only person i've ever spoken to who didn't get married to somebody else at multnomah <laughs> exactly um so yeah and i know plenty of people who who have gone there um i think it's really interesting how you've gone i mean you really have gone through this process looking at at it through a relational standpoint is there is there a I'm trying to think of uh, the right word not trying to, to sound too technical but kind of a dichotomy of like you're trying to make it more relational but the job requires a different aspect yes. for you to put up those barriers and, yes. and stuff yes um so there's a big there's a big component in law enforcement called community policing um, where we we branch out, we make great connections with the community, with individuals, and with like community partners. Like where we're working together to help keep the community safe, to keep it like where it's thriving, and you know it feels like it's it's protected, and um, and that takes actually letting your guard down, mm-hmm. being intentional, like going into the school um, system. I've never been a a school resource officer that was a desire at one point but um but I did intentionally go into there was a training called the great program and it put basically trained us up to go into the into the classrooms and and teach youth like life skills and things and so I I've probably spent most of my career focusing on those kind of things and developing events like our national night out event um this shop with the cop that we uh, that we did this last Saturday, um, and just it it really takes the partnerships with like uh, Cuts Force Marketplace. Um, we partnered this last week with Fred Meyer um, to do that, as well as some other community partners like the Clackamas County um, Benevolent Officers uh, Fund. And then there's some people here that just are in our community that are amazing. Um, one gentleman, and I, I I know he wants to be anonymous, but mm-hmm. He gave me like I think sixteen hundred dollars um, of his own money. Just he's like I'm blessed, and I just want to be a blessing. And so mm-hmm. we have these anonymous donors that come alongside. So for like shop with a cop, and and he just he just handed me a bunch of these cards. Wow. And he's done it every year as long as I can remember. Um, no fanfare, no attention. Yeah. Um, but it's those individuals that make this town pretty special yeah that's very special yeah i mean uh our last episode um we were talking to uh the people putting on the christmas in canby and uh they were talking about just how it just came together with with the people of canby they approached and everybody was ready to just outpour Mm. all this love into this one event and i know uh jamie stickle has talked about it she's been in talking about the events that she puts on and how easy it is now not not that her job's easy but how easy it is for her to just call someone and say hey we're ready to do this yeah are you ready yep and i just i think it's great i think that our our town is ready is prepared to help 
uh, you know, its community. I think that's just yep. beautiful. And you're at the forefront of that, right? Because yes. you're a part of, even if you guys aren't putting on the events, right? You're still at a lot of these events, making sure people are safe, making yep. sure people are taken care of. Um, and, and what's that like being, being at almost everything that Canby's putting on? Uh, it's exciting. Um, you know, I, at one point, so when I started at Beaverton, it was wonderful, incredible department, right? huge city like 100 something plus thousand at the time and this mm. is in 07 um the thing for me though is you know and we go back to relationship but you would not meet the same person twice i don't know if ever in your career there it would be really difficult unless you really started you know getting in um canby was special to me because it was the town i grew up in mm -hmm. um it was an opportunity to help bring excellence from you know a beaverton back to this community so i willingly stepped into that um and then eventually left for a short time like for a two-year stint like i went up to oregon city but while i was up there realized how great we had it here in this community mm -hmm. um it is it's awesome as an officer to be here and actually feel like you can make a, a difference you, you can see a tangible difference when there's a crime that's occurring whether that be people breaking into vehicles or sneaking around at night or or maybe it's drug issues or gang issues if we give time and attention to those those areas you can actually see them recede mm -hmm. whereas like it maybe other bigger cities out there and it's not to pick on any individual city um it felt like it, the, the merry-go-round would just never stop yeah. you guys start working in a specific area and it just kind of moves around it to does. another. Yeah. So it's very special here because you're, um, you know, a lot of times there's a misnomer. People say, um, well, oh, Canby must be just incredible. Like just it's so safe and nothing ever happens. That's not true. It's just mm. we are one of the most active agencies in the area. And, and we've been very intentional about being proactive so that it doesn't ever become like some of the, you know, some of our surrounding yeah. neighbors. Um, and so that's kind of the beauty of that. That that also plays a huge role in like our partnership with our citizens because we regularly encourage them, hey, if you see something, say something. Yeah. Um if you're you know, if you see something out of place, yeah, you're re you're a reasonable person. You're probably you probably are knowing what exactly what you're seeing. Don't be ashamed to call. And so we really rely on our citizens like in partnership with them and um, it makes them feel safe, too, because our response time is usually anywhere from a minute to maybe a minute and a half mm. tops. And, and we're not that huge. Um, sometimes, it's as you know, 99E is starting to get pretty jam-packed. Yeah, yeah, especially um, right now with all the, yes. the uh, construction, sure. Yeah, but, yeah, we have a unique opportunity to to slow things down and get to know people. <coughs> Stupid Wi-Fi. Got it. Gosh dang it. Hey, connection unsuccessful? What? Hey, Frankie, what's the Wi-Fi? Did the password change? Oh, oh, uh, my bad. Yeah, the network settings did change when we got the new router from DirectLink. Hang on a sec. I don't have the password memorized. Let me share from my phone real quick. Uh, okay, here, scan this QR code and that'll, what? that should work for you. <laughs> no, no, no. I know a Rickroll when I see one. Oh, come on. That was one time. Uh, yeah, one dozen times. Oops. Whatever. Here goes. 
Oh, hey, I'm connected. That's so cool. I didn't even have to type in anything. I told you, this new app from DirectLink, they make it so easy to share the Wi-Fi password. I can even change the password and my network name in the app. It's called OmniIQ. Now that you have the network details, you can connect your other devices too. A new app, you say? What else can it do? Well, one of my favorite things is that I can set online time limits and turn off network access for different people and devices. I like to use it as motivation to get my kids to do their homework. Turning off their internet access is also a great way to get their attention for dinner. <laughs> if that's not enough motivation, I don't know what is. Right? Plus, I can run speed tests to make sure my network is running how it should be, even if I'm not at home. I can also set content restrictions to stop the kids from visiting questionable sites or spending too much time on social media. So how much does this fancy setup cost you? That's the best part, nothing at all. DirectLink came out and upgraded my Wi-Fi equipment and helped me pair the app with my network. Didn't cost me a thing. Okay, all right, so what's the catch? Do I have to like sign a big contract or something? Nope, all DirectLink members on a fiber connection can get the new equipment installed for free, even new members. Then once it's installed, you just download the Omni IQ app to your phone, scan the QR code on the bottom of the router and you're all set. Okay, that sounds pretty sweet. I'm definitely gonna have to give them a call. I think I also saw somewhere that they're doing a promotion right now for a chance to win a year of free internet service? Right you are, my friend. Both new and existing members have a chance to win free internet for a year for 2024. The promotion ends on January 15th, so give their local member services team a call at 503-266-8111 for more info. That's 503-266-8111. Now to visit some questionable websites. Hey, hey, I've got those blocked. Yeah, um, being, I mean, just just being in the community as much as you guys are. Yeah, you know, it, it for us, for me at least. I know Fr I I can't speak for Frankie because he's also at yep. every single event yeah. uh, possible. I go to maybe one a month. Sure, and I'm like, this is great. Like, yep. I, this is the greatest thing ever. But to be at every single thing for you guys to see every single event. I mean, it, it must be exhausting. I'm sure, but. Um, it must be great to just be able to see the community coming together time and time again. Yeah. And, and, you know, for all the, all the, you know, all the things that have been said maybe about law enforcement or maybe it's the perception or whatever, we have a really supportive town. Mm. Um, I would say, I would say 99.9% .9 of people really appreciate like what we do and appreciate like our presence at these things. And, like to come up and I, I can't go anywhere without someone like reaching their hand out and like, thank you for what you do. We really mm. appreciate you. Um, that's pretty unique. And I know that's not only unique to can be right. Um, you know, I think people in general really like that and feel like to feel safe. But when we're at these community events um, around town, it's fun to be there because those are positive, Yeah, you know, positive events that are bringing people together and so it gives us an opportunity to connect and so yeah but, i think yeah. that's great i i really do and and i think i mean as far as i've seen i, I think it's great that that you've come at it specifically uh, in a relational way because the the big cry that we've heard over the last you know three four years has been 
that um, police officers just don't care, right? Yeah. They're there to do their job no matter what what it means for the individual. Right. Um, but when we see that our officers are out on the streets with citizens, when you're at events, when you're putting on these events to help people in town, um, it, it very much contrasts that idea. Um, and at the very least, you know, shows that there is some change. The fact that your inner leaders leadership position within uh, the police department shows that there is that movement of we want it to be relational as well. Yeah. Um, and training officers to do that, to, yeah. to think that way. I think that's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And I, I'm very excited to, to hear that for our for our town. Yeah. And I and, you know, we got to give credit to where credits do you know that's that's what makes me tick you know mm -hmm. just individually but you do have a chief uh, chief george tro that really embodies the same mm. principles and values as far as that goes like he has been deeply invested here i think at at one point he started here left for a minute and then he came back so we all come back apparently but like <laughs> um but he's been very very invested as have our our captains um in the community i know that they connect with like kiwanas and they serve mm -hmm. at the adult center you'll see these guys like being really intentional um but george tro chief tro is really you know really well invested in the community and i know that's that's he directs our ship so mm -hmm. um he's really intentional about that i think he's helped resurrect some of our events like the Ni national night out mm -hmm. um that we hold at the police department in i believe august and really fun event with hot dogs and food and um, concert i think we have can be music over there yeah um, swap vehicles and different things but it it brings people it helps melt down some of those walls yeah. you know that have been placed up um we've done partnerships at different times backpack buddies with the canby center um but yeah it's, what is what is backpack buddies so that that happens like right around uh is it just at the end of august before school goes back right um and you know basically we're filling up a backpack with school supplies mm -hmm. and things like that gotcha and we did that a few years ago at the canby center and i know in talking with um Amy Jacobs at Fred Meyer. That's something that she would really like to get going again. Yeah. So nice. That's cool. Yep. That's really cool. Yeah. I was able to talk to Amy for a little bit over there at Fred's and uh, I think she's a great manager. Oh yeah. That's coming from a guy that worked there. Never oh yeah. liked my managers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's man. Talk about, yeah, her, her employees walked up to me. Um, talk about investing in a town. Yeah. Uh, she, they said, yeah, I don't know if she even collects her paycheck. I think she drops it off and spends it on all of us. Like she buys them food and wow. does all kinds of things to make it fun. And she was just all about all these events that make can be can be. So yeah. that's great. Um, yeah. That's cool. So I'm excited need to, to get her on the show sometime. You should. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm making that note right now. <laughs> Um, so let's let's talk about uh, we've alluded to it a couple of times um, shopping with kids. What's the what's the official title of it? It's shop with a cop shop with a cop. All right. Um, tell me about let's let's talk about the overall idea of what it is. And then let's talk about this last year. Yeah. Um, what is shop with a cop overall? So it's um, it's a program that 
essentially pairs up uh, youth within the community, and that's you know our focus being the grade schools. Mm-hmm. Um, other agencies might include the high schools, but we we go into partnership with the Canby School District, um, connecting with the principals and the and the counselors to help identify some underprivileged. Um, youth and those can be siblings they can be you know unrelated mm-hmm. um, but but most most of the school dist or most of the schools in can be assigned like two to three youth uh, per school to us um, and they can be dealing with some you know social economical issues um, but it doesn't have to be that yeah. you know this is an opportunity to partner them up with a police officer so they can have a positive opportunity um, not only to buy stuff for themselves but it's a good connection with us and with them yeah and so yeah this past what this past Saturday we had um, five of our line staff and then two of our captains our chief and myself there so there was about nine of us Mm. um, that were there and uh, we had I want to say 16 or 17 youth that went through with the donations that came through to the Clackamas County Police Officers Benevolent Fund and then these outside, behind, you know, yeah. under the table, like donors, <laughs> um, we had about um, $200 cash for each youth to yeah. spend. Well, when we got there, um, Fred Meyer had Amy Jacobs. Yeah. Again, she helped organize this, but um, they had donuts and treats hot cocoa and coffee for the youth and for their families and for the officers so we got to hang out um she had put together as you saw some some little giveaway bags that had like toiletry items and things so the kids didn't have to spend money on yeah on the toothpaste and a couple of snacks and stuff like that i i poked my head into one of them just to see what they were yeah and yeah it was it was all. It was a bunch of little things that I'm like, this might be something a kid is already getting, so this saves them, you know, whatever money. amount of money it is on that, and it's it's super cool that they're getting all this shopping time on top of all these gifts. Yes, you know, it's it's just amazing. It's amazing, um, and then at the checkout, um, again, it's F- Fred Meyer just being generous, but they're taking 10% off and there's these big coupon items like 30, 40 bucks off. And so in the end, I think most kids ended up with about $250 a person to spend. And yeah, um, I think that was probably one of my favorite parts is watching these kids come in and they, it, it was crazy. Cause there was like, you know, I'm standing around for a little bit chatting with some old friends from Fred Meyer. And then all of a sudden all of the kids are back and yeah. then at the cash register. Yep. Um, and then these ladies that are that are you know checking them out are like, all right, you haven't spent enough. Go back. Yeah. You know, and these kids are like, I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what to get. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know. And it can be overwhelming for them, right? Because they they are not used to having this kind of money. Yeah. Um, some of them are so overwhelmed, and they're not thinking about themselves. They're buying stuff for their brothers yeah, and sisters. That was so cool. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, yeah. That, I heard one of the kids um, when she's like, "You have like you have like sixty dollars left," and he's like, "Oh, I think I think I can go get that thing for dad or something." Yep. And I was like, of course, being a new dad, I'm like, oh, yeah. That, that kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Of yep. like, you've got all this money, go spend it on you. Like, yes. you don't need it. I'm fine. Yeah. You know? 
Um, but that's just beautiful. Just hearing these kids who they're, they're just generous yep. with what they've been given. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's, it makes their Christmas holiday season, uh, a little bit more, um, sunny, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the young men, um, ended up, you know, it's just telling, but he ended up walking himself there and he's like seven years old. Whoa. Um, from one of the apartment complexes didn't have a ride and and a lot of times we've made arrangements for those things and communicated those things but in the end some of these young ones are just it's almost like they're out on their own yeah and having to grow up so fast and so he's you know this little guy you know he's i don't even know if he's four feet tall yeah and he's showing up there on his own and so i think our uh, command staff gave him a ride home because yeah. he's got all this stuff now. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's those kind of things, those connections that, you know, you're never going to forget that. It's like almost mm. like winning the lottery for them. Yeah. And not everybody gets to, I wish we could support every youth, but not everybody gets to do it, but it's pretty special. So. Yeah. That's, that's great. How many years have you guys been doing this now? It's it's been as long as I can remember since coming to Canby in 2010. We originally, um, since I've been helping with it, um, we we were taking we were picking kids up and we were taking them um, out to Johnson Creek Boulevard, like the Walmart out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were doing because they they do a big event out there, shop with a cop, and so we were pairing up with all the. Um, local area law enforcement and doing shop with the cop outside. Um, we've only changed recently back to doing it back in town, keeping it in our community. Um, I would say for the last maybe five to seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, what made that change? Did someone just go, it's it's better to do it here in town? or I, th- I think so. I think coordination wise, but it just, it really matters to keep it, keep yeah, it in your make community. Make it a community thing. Yeah. So I think that's important. I think that's probably really where that thinking was at. Let's keep it in can be. Yeah. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears, even chainsaws? No, that's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, or no. that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle? Wait. Do you know any trivia that isn't, like, animal-related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hair Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hair is one of Camby's longest-running, locally-owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? And they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm te- I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. So. And and you, I mean, you're the one that orchestrated, like, you're the one that does all the planning for this, right? Yes. 
what's that like uh it's um like herding cats sometimes <laughs> no it's really it's fun it actually brings a lot of joy um you know because we do have like you had referenced earlier we do have a tough job we do have to still police and enforce mm-hmm. laws but th- these are the kind of things that make you you know that the investment's going to be longer term than than arresting somebody yeah do you know what i mean yeah. like it's like you're making a contact with them and breaking down barriers and building trust mm-hmm. and yeah being able to make that connection because you will forever see them they'll wave to you um when we would teach into the schools you know five weeks is not a long time but by the end you know you're their officer yeah hey hey officer wally and you know in the community <laughs> and you know i and you don't remember everybody's name but yeah. you remember faces mm-hmm. and so that's pretty special or they'll pull you aside as a teenager hey you taught my fifth grade class and mm-hmm. you probably don't remember me because by this point they've got beards and <laughs> you know or they have kids and yeah so I I know the feeling not not quite on the same level, but I was also a youth leader for a while um, when I was when I was younger, early 20s. And uh, and so I helped out at Bethany. Um, I was on their youth staff right out of high school. Nice. You know, I hung out with with all of them and ran games and, uh, you know, just had I always have to have attention. That's why I opened a podcast (laughs) studio. Yep. Um, And after I I left Bethany and I went and became a youth leader at my at my own church. And then um, after some time, I, you know, I stepped away. But even then, like five years, six years afterwards, I'd have you know, high schoolers and college age kids yeah. running out to me and being like, Hey Tyler, how's it going, man? I'm like, right. Hey yep. dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they're like, I was on T squad when we did the thing. And yep. I'm like, Oh yeah. That's totally. right. You know? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know your name, but you know, it's great that I could affect you in such a great way that you want to come chat with me. And it's always been, it was always one of my favorite things of just being a part of a community Mm. is being able to affect people in a good way and they hold those good memories and when they see me it can kind of come back right oh yeah i think that's really cool it's huge isn't it yeah 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 for sure um so are what is the future of shop with a cop look like is it going to maintain the way it is now or are we are we looking at trying to build it up bigger and and do more that's where amy comes in i think you know sometimes yeah sometimes we get in a place where we're comfortable and um and we're so busy throughout the year um this year i think i started planning like right at the end of october beginning in november and usually i'm more on the ball like yeah early on and um amy is new to the new to fred meyer so when i first cut connected with her she was like we should have been talking about this like in the in summer we could write grants we could get five thousand dollars and this wow. is this is outside of she's like we could do two waves of like 15 to 20 youth you know mm. one in the morning and one in the afternoon and yeah um and i want to get fred bear there and santa oh and like, man that'd be great yeah they she at her other stores i think have done they've wrapped um, wrap the the gifts and things, and mm-hmm. so they have like a whole team, and so she's like, kind of wanting to to get this on steroids, yeah, so to speak. So I can see it being bigger and um, more invested, um, and like we said, wanting to 
yeah wanting to have some of those other like backpack buddies and kind of build on it where it's like where you're kind of having these consistent events yeah um but yeah i can see it being bigger you know especially with her backing so yeah that is awesome it's great that you've you've been able to find more partnership in the community and and allow it to grow um i'll be excited to see how it goes and and to try and and help you know in any way we can yeah to, to promote it and 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 get the word out there um outside of of that i mean is there anything you're excited about for for canby what we're what i mean we're going into 2024 anything on the horizon that you're excited to get into yeah we have several newer officers um some guys in backgrounds right now a couple brand new guys um that we're trying to get through their background checks and everything, get them prepared for uh, police academy. We're almost, we're almost fully staffed. Um, this whole police department has completely changed almost since 2020. Really? Um, there's been, you know, a lot of retirements and some of those are still um, getting ready to happen, but mm-hmm. There's been a huge changeover. When you look at the landscape, we have a lot of great men and women um, as a part of the Canby Police Department that I love going to work with. Um, just there's a, a hunger there and an excitement um, with our people that's fun to be a part of. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't get to we don't get to to cook and do all the things like the fire guys do, but yeah. we do try to have some family dinner nights and do some things that we do some bonding and connecting. Um, as far as the community community goes, um, you, you can drive around town and just see all the projects and things, the building that's happening here. Um, which obviously when that happens, you, you just know that's, that's bringing more revenue into the city. And so, to me, you know, having grown up here when there was like one flashing light (laughs) and the little bakery on Northwest first Avenue and, um, you know, before cuts first was really big and before Freddy's was ever here. And it was just a patch of grass. Yeah. There's, (laughs) I've seen everything change and, you know, some people don't like the change, you know, they just want to keep it small town, but it is so exciting for, it's so exciting to see that. I love to see yeah. just the growth and people come here because they know it's that small town. It still has the small town feel. Like even pe- yeah. new people coming in, they can they can feel it. There's a well. I, I think you know? even even going back to what you were saying earlier, where you've got new generation of officers coming in, and you've you've got you, we see this this next generation entering the workforce we grew up in this town Mm -hmm. right like i grew up in this town i've I've been here my whole life except for a few years go listen to other episodes i've talked about it before Mm -hmm. um and and so we are we are the next generation that's coming in and becoming the leaders of the town and becoming the community yes that strengthens that town so yeah it used to be a small town and and um, we grew up in that small town and we know that feeling and we want to cultivate that in a way that is exciting mm-hmm. and, and embraces who's in this town now. Yes. Um, because one of the things I enjoy the most is finding artists and creatives in, mm-hmm. in Canby. And man, there's so many of them. Yes. And 
trying to find ways to help them find their voice and and get it out there is just it's been probably one of my main goals in doing all of this yeah um and so i yeah i i know like seeing new buildings and and different things coming in can be kind of scary and i know i i hear it all the time like yep. we just don't want it to be portland it's like yep. it doesn't have to be portland no it can be can be yeah we can be a small town that you know we can be a larger town that feels small yep um, I think it, it, it'll be like that for a long time. The DNA is certainly there. And, you know, there's a lot of people that move away. Um, they graduate, move away. And there's so many of those those former students, you know, former citizens that moved away, they're coming back. And so they, they say it a lot, like, hey, we always come back. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to see. And because they want that DNA, they want that they want that for their kids. Yep. So whether that be the can be sports, whether that be like you mentioned, like with music or drama or mm-hmm. um, the creative side, um, we have a lot of neat restaurants out here. Um, you know, I think one of the areas that used to be Gwen's is at Willamette Coffee House now. Yeah. But you can just that's to me that's like what Canby feels like when you sit down and people know each other and you know you don't know everybody that's that's impossible (laughs) um but you know people want to gather and feel a part of and and you can actually be here and not get lost in the shuffle yeah absolutely and i think that's what makes it great is is you do see familiarity but there's always someone that you can meet and there's there's a uh the ability to approach people. Yes. Say you don't know somebody, you can walk up to anybody and say hi. And this is a place where that's okay. You yep. know? So I think that's what makes it really great. Um, anything else, Wally, while you're while you're here? No, I just I just want to say appreciate it. I love um yeah, the positivity that you and Tyler um that you guys bring to the table. Um yeah. a lot of awesome highlights. Um, somehow, I don't know how you guys do it, but you're always like, you're always in the end and <laughs> always in the mix. And it's, yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. That's Frankie's superpower is being everywhere all yeah. at once. Yep. Um, I miss the days when he allowed me to just read the police beat that you'd guys send us. Oh yeah. Um, and just read the, the dumb things that people do in Gamby. Yes. That was my favorite thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's some funny. There are some funny moments. I will definitely have a lifetime supply of stories yeah. to tell my kids. Maybe, the... maybe we'll get you on, maybe you and a couple other uh, officers, and we can just talk. Yeah, it'd be talk, fun. Talk, shop. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that was so hard for me to say. Yep. That would be fun. Yeah, I would love it. So Cool. Well, thank you, Nate. I appreciate you coming down. Um, uh, make sure you guys uh, – What when you said there's uh, the um, National Night – National Night Out is usually the beginning of August. August. Okay. So yeah. we got some time. You we guys got, got time. It's okay. We got time. <laughs> yep, we do. Um, stay safe uh, for uh, for the holidays. Stay warm. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. All right. God bless you. I, and to everybody's listening, I just want to say thank you so much for allowing us to do this job. We love to serve you. And if you ever need anything, hit us up. 
Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe, and we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though.